0: Welcome back to the Purpose Producer Podcast. This is the place where we celebrate people who are using their gifts to help others reach their destiny. I'm your host, Georgia Dawkins, and in today's episode, we will explore what it means to be a purpose partner. On the last episode of the Purpose Producer Podcast, we met Talia and Dwayne Parker, a beautiful couple in Atlanta, Georgia, who bravely shared their journey of faith, fertility, and marriage. After doctors told them that they would have trouble getting pregnant, they dared to ask God for more. And as it turns out, Talia and Dwayne were already expecting long before they ever petitioned God. But what happens when you are married and struggling in your faith? That kind of love calls for an even deeper level of intimacy. In part two of their interview, Talia and Dwayne candidly detail the moments where they needed grace the most.
1: Oh man. That's a good question. Um being married to Chance, what I call it Shan Talia. Um like I said, it it has this you know, it good good and it's bad. Like she definitely challenges me a lot in um a lot of aspects of life. And as a man I had to grow a lot faster than I thought I would with anyone else because she's always doing something. She's always, you know, on a mission to do something new and <laughs> It challenged me to, you know, sit back and watch her grow and not feel, like, competition, but just kind of, like, level up, you know, kind of, like, make myself, put myself in a different light. So I had to just keep reaching my goals and keep trying to aspire to be better because she was always going to grow, and I never let her stop that for her. Um, so, that, so that beautiful. challenged my faith a lot.
0: That's so beautiful. I just, I'm, y'all don't know how happy I am, like, for both of you, but I love that you found each other. I love that you've been best friends 11 years or, you know, married six now, right? This is year six? Yes, this month is six, yes. I love that so much because I've watched both of you grow. I mean, we were on the hill together, but, you know, everybody on the hill. (laughs) Everybody's on the hill, but I'm so grateful that. that in our adulthood. We've been able yeah. to, to grow closer as friends and, and believers, you know, and I just, I love your faith, Parker.
1: Yeah, man. Um, like I said, it, it gets hard sometimes, but like, she's a great partner because she also makes me feel like I, I can do whatever I put my mind to. So, although she's reaching a lot of goals and she's conquering everything, she always makes me feel like, you know what, you're Superman too, like, you know, I'm not doing this by myself. And I go back to that vision board party because that year I wrote down that this is the year of celebration for me. You know, like I was like, I'm not playing this game no more if I'm not going to win, you know? So this year was like big for me to like, I'm going to get to win. I'm going to start finishing some things and I'm going to not be in the back seat so much. So when, you know, she told me she was pregnant, I'm like, Like, you know, God, this this has got to be a win. You know, like, this is crazy. And then when it happened, it was just like, everything just started falling into place. Like, like she said, I graduated twice. I didn't even think about walking. Like, I didn't even think about celebrating because I'm like, you know, I'm always used to being behind my wife as in pushing her to, you know, be in the limelight because she's always doing something. Like, if it's not dope, wild, it's a new job, it's it's a new career, it's something she's doing. I'm always the one behind the scenes, like setting up everything and making sure everybody else is good. But this year, she was like, "No, let's see what you can do." And you know, Mm -hmm. she really challenged me to you know step out and do things that I wanted to do this year. And it manifested; everything just started falling into place. Like Mm -hmm. I have a beautiful daughter, I have a family, and then you know, I just get new opportunities every week. Like it's it's just—it's been crazy for me, you know. Mm -hmm. So I just appreciate it, man. And God really had to show me that being a man, you don't have to always put your wife you know, beside, like, sometimes you gotta learn how to lead from behind, you know, like, learn how to put her first and show her, like, okay, this is what I'm looking for in a route or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it always comes back to you a hundredfold. Like, mm-hmm. I do things that people are probably come to my house and they be like, what? You do that? You the man? You're not supposed to do that? I'm like, man, I'm a leader. Like, I do what I think needs to be done. Like, I'm a partner. My wife Goes to work every day. I'm I, I'm cleaning the house. I'm doing everything that he needs mm-hmm. to be productive because I'm so it's this. She's always there to make sure I'm good. I think God really challenged me in that area because I never knew that's what it took to be a husband
2: mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. I met
1: her. You know, until this season, actually. Yeah.
2: Gender roles completely go up the window with that. Well, for most things, there's something. <laughs> he's still a little old school in some areas, but for the most part, like
1: the roles are yeah you just balance it's just
2: balance if something needs to be done whoever can get
1: to it first gets it done right and I want to set a great example for this little one because she (laughs) watches everything
0: she's watching you right now she is watching you right now she has not taken her (laughs) eyes off daddy
1: (laughs) you gotta be very careful
0: and she's she's will already so proud of you. I know she will be. You guys are the most accomplished, <laughs> most well decorated parents <laughs> I've ever met. Uh, but I want to talk about <laughs> dope wives for a second because it was in your marriage that you saw this need for millennial wives, and you created what I I believe is a ministry. Tell
1: again. <laughs> Tell
0: again.
1: Tell. No, she don't
0: want to see.
2: She want to put it down. Like, what? Oh, so I. I not that I want to put it down I think I'm in transition because my roles have evolved right so and that's something I'm praying on right now like what god god what do you want this to look like but originally we got married in 2014 and when we got married a, a few of our other friends got married around the same time too but then um we realized both were divorcing before they even reached one year of marriage and 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 that kind of scared us and even some couples who did everything right you know the whole you know counseling and you know the the whole way before marriage to do xyz like if you know folks who did everything by the book and it, it still wasn't working out for them and so uh and then I realized no one was really talking about it you know you kind of grew up in a culture where whatever happens at home stay at home and so it's like well, where, where does that leave room for community Um, you know if you have no one to talk to no one to hold you accountable and check you if you know you need to kind of you know fall back a bit on some of your your beliefs and um, and so I, I didn't have that so I created it Um, I created it and I started blogging and I invited some of my friends to share their stories on the website and before i knew it like so many women gravitated to to dope wives and then you know there were in other cities and they were like how can you know we have a community like this because we're in atlanta i was always planning events and meetups and you know gatherings at the house um, with the wives and the husbands and you know we'll share on social media and before we knew it we had communities in like different cities you know in fort lauderdale orlando dc uh you know um on the west coast uh, it was just fabulous. it was like all these different communities that started popping up for dope wives and then they started hosting annual <clears throat> retreats that would allow us the opportunity to get together we did a self-care retreat out in the cabin and so it was always such a blessing um you know, it had challenges because, you know, we were always financially supporting those wives from out of our pockets, And, you know, there's a challenge with monetizing your business and things like that. But it was such a powerful ministry and we were able to form a lot of wonderful relationships with friends who became family. And we had that accountability, you know, when you know that you're not the only one going through certain challenges, it changed things, yeah. um, you know, so.
1: Speaking of ca- accountability. um, People think don't this for to bless everyone else, which it was, but it also blessed our marriage because it changed the way we communicated, the way we did everything. We always knew that we had like a certain amount of people that was always holding us accountable, always watching us and making sure like, hey, you know, how y'all gonna lead this if y'all can't even get it right yourself, you know? So it always challenged us to, you know, do the extra amount to, you know, try to get things right. So if we had problems in our marriage we always had to check ourselves, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Is this what we want to promote? Or is this what we trying to, you know, show everybody that this is how healthy marriage is supposed to be? So it kind of blessed us in the season because we were struggling ourselves when we were started. It was mm-hmm. always like, we didn't know how to communicate. We didn't know how to argue. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how to, uh, you know, just beat up for each other. Like, I didn't know how to to uh, emotional needs, or uh, I didn't know. Like I it was, was
2: like, like two lines right? in the jungle, right? It's like, oh, well, you mad? Oh, well, I'm mad too. And yeah. it was like, we felt justified in our anger, but no one wanted to give in. And we had to learn to choose our battle. You know, right. well, who needs this more? You right. know, um, it, it took us a while to get to a place where, yeah,
0: you know, now we, you know, I don't want uh-huh. to. Well, let me okay. ask you this you but know, now, you guys are you know, six years in now. What advice? <laughs> mm-hmm would you give to mr and mrs you five years ago
1: definitely me uh (laughs) first of all get to know your spouse and know what she enjoys like don't always assume that you know my thing was buying gifts and like giving her expensive gifts and thinking that that's a clear slate to do whatever i felt like i needed to do as a she getting mad, I'd be like, "Man, what you mean? I just bought you this nice, <laughs> nice necklace. Like, what do you mean? You can't get mad at me? Like, I'm, I'm, all, I did everything right, and not knowing that she didn't need that. Like, she wants it, but she didn't need that kind of uh love, language. I love language. right? I had to learn that she likes quality time, she likes words of yeah. affirmation, stuff like that. Like, I had to actually dig deep and you know change who I was as a person because. She needed different things, you know. I was so used to, if somebody give me something, that's how they love me, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, that's not even the biggest thing to her, you know. Like, spending time with her, taking her out, you know. Just sitting on the couch and just talking with her and just getting to know what she what's going on in her head. is always better than, you know, going out and finding it. Look how she's you know? looking at I you know right now.
0: It. Look at these women in your life. <laughs> next to you and how they're <laughs> how they're looking at you so adoringly <laughs> what is that feeling I mean, like it, it, it changes like
1: I said if you could tell if I could tell my younger self is learn how to communicate learn how to know what she needs at the time and not always think about winning the argument that's my thing too like when we first got married I could not I was so like you cannot break me. I don't care if you crying, I don't care if you felt like I had everything wrong, you could not break me. I was determined to show you that. I was the man, like you're not gonna break me no matter what. If I felt right, I'm right. And then I had to realize that I was in there, you know, damaging my own marriage. You know, like, I'm trying to be the protector of my family, but I was the one damaging the marriage more than anything. And it wasn't until I went and saw this movie. I forgot the name of it. Uh, Um, uh,
2: That's playing, uh...
1: What's the movie with, uh... War Room. War Room. And it's a scene in there. I know everybody be thinking I'm crazy when I say this story, but it's a scene where the guy sees his wife getting beat down. Down in the street, like she just trying, she just gonna beat down. And he goes to like protect her and he pulls a guy off of him, and he's ready to beat up with a guy. He look at the guy face and it was him.
2: Mm.
1: And it was from that moment I realized I was like, you know what? I'm busy trying to protect my wife and I'm the one damaging her because I can't, you know, show a soft side. When I'm angry, I'm angry. So I think that changed a lot when I married because when she come to me and she like you hurt me I had to realize those words meant something, you know, because at first I thought it was just a way for her to get me to stop arguing or stop feeling a certain way. But I was like, no, if she says you hurt me, I had to find a way to say, you know what, what did I do to hurt you? And then going forward, I changed. I stopped doing those things. I stopped looking at arguments as a chance to win and saying, you know what, what do you need at this moment and what can I do to fix it? Because we always, like I said all the time, I never met a time, like after that time when we uh, had that big argument, we don't argue like that anymore. She now, if she states that she's hurt in some area, I sit back and say, you know what, what can I do to help you? And when I'm mad in the area and she feels like she was wrong, she tries to see what she can do to fix it. And we both come together and it's always one jail. Like we just come back and it's always good. The hardest part is when both persons are hurt at the same time. And it's like, nobody's listening. So I think that's what changed a lot with our marriage. And that's what got us a lot better with communication and, you know, learning how to deal with each other. Because At first, it was like two lions in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And nobody wanted to bend. We would just like, we go fight it out until the end. And that's what really hurt us at the beginning.
0: Was there the ever a time?
1: Yeah. We almost ain't make it yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, lead, leading to that, was there ever a time in your marriage where you lost faith? Or, may, or maybe you got upset with God and you had to come back around?
1: Man, George, look at here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I never in my life thought I made the biggest mistake in my life <laughs> until my first year of marriage when my wife was not happy with me at all. Like, everything we did he was not happy. Like we didn't even like. Man, I, I'm saying this out loud, but I remember like a couple of weeks each other, and it was like she went her way, I went my way, and it was bad, man. It was. She was, you know, one foot out, and I was one foot out, and it was just like, I can't do this no more. And it wasn't till one day I went to work. And my wife, like I said, I said she's the strongest woman because she packed up a whole apartment and got her keys and like she was about to leave, I pulled into the driveway and I I just stopped and I saw her car packed. I'm like, wait, where are you going? And she was like, I'm leaving. I'm going home. She had the papers and everything signed and she was like, I'm done. And I just looked at her and I said, no. It's not happening. Like, we signed up for this. I said I'm gonna do this. We gonna figure this out, and it was that day I was just like, you know what, I'm done. Like I can't keep fighting with you. As in a point where we are trying to win the argument, let's let's find out what's wrong. And we was uh man, we was standing in a two bedroom apartment, and I think she had a room, I had a room, and it was just uncomfortable at one point. But we just had to figure it out. Like it wasn't nobody but God just had to just you know reach down to him and say, you know what. I bless you guys with this ministry. I like with this, like with marriage. We're gonna fix it. You know, we're gonna find a way. You're gonna be okay. And from that point on, I think I don't think I ever saw that was the first year, man. We were married six years. I don't think he ever presented me with a divorce paper or anything. Like I'm done. She was always like, you know what? Let's fix this. Let's find a way. Because that first year, man, it was rough, man. I tell you, anybody, when you get married, that first year is going to change you. And if it don't change you, you're not going to last.
0: You're mm. not going to last. <laughs> wow. That's big. I, that's big. I want to hear from both of you on this. For for those couples out there or even a single people out there, you know, who are looking ahead, what is your advice on growing in your faith? Ooh,
2: growing in your faith, you know, I think it's uh, – you know, there, I think God has had a way of uh humbling me, you know, because I don't feel like I read my Bible every day or you know, like I would like to. I try to, but um, <clears throat> I don't read my Bible every day, but I do talk to God every day, even if it's driving in the car, um, taking a shower, I find moments. Where um, I'm praying and always uh, reflecting on the journey and what, what God has done for us. Um, and I think it's, it's very important for you and your spouse to have moments in order, because there are times where you may be growing at different rates spiritually. And um, one of the things I challenge myself on is never to judge where he is spiritually versus where I am spiritually. Because, well, one, I don't know what his personal relationship with God looks like, or what what it is, right? So maybe I don't see him reading his Bible, but I don't know. He may be doing that, you know, when he's in class, or you know, I don't I don't know what his connection is to God. So I cannot create a list of what uh, a God fearing man like what what his activities will be. You know, all I can do is trust his heart. You know, the way he loves me, the way he treats me, the way he treats others. Um, you know, because that, that will be an extension of, of God's love, you know, but, uh, you know, so growing in our faith, that's one thing I had to learn, because I think we had a challenge with that as well, you know, mm-hmm. I was always like, oh, you're not, you know, spiritually where you need to be, and I had to check myself, because I think I started reading The Power of a white, Life, and in the first chapter was the wife, I had to pray for myself, and I was like, whoa, 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 you know, here I am, I got this book, like, whoa, we about to get my husband together. And in the first chapter, it was like, whoa, 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 what we're going to do first is pray for you. And it really had to, to it, it checked me. It it, it kind of, it, it was like, there's no way I can go to God about my husband with an angry heart because God loves him just as much as he loves me. And God doesn't respond to anger. He responds in love. So if if I want anything to transpire," fire, you know, between my marriage and, and growing in my faith, I had to check my heart, and I had to check how I'm coming at God. I can't come in here and let me tell you what He did, and da 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 da. It was like God, you know. Well, first let me acknowledge you. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for life. Thank you for all this, you know the things that you are in my life. And I think that was my faith journey, learning to acknowledge my heart, doing heart checks, and not measuring my husband up to my standards of what a God-fearing man looks like but giving him room to grow with God in his own way you know that's amazing
0: (laughs) I just I really got a lot as you were saying that I I felt God say to me pray in the mirror pray in Mm. the mirror and that way you're always reminded that you need to hold yourself accountable first it's it's the reflection. Oh, you know, the good prophet Michael Jackson told us I'm I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Okay. The mirror. And I'm, I'm asking him <laughs> to change his ways. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: the biggest say you, okay, you know what? Uh-huh. what am I doing? You know? uh-huh.
0: Did you notice what, that connection though, yeah. no, Parker? You talked about War Room and seeing yourself in that character. And then Talia, you picked up that book and the first chapter was about you. So I think you know I, I think I have found the secret to marriage. <laughs> It's about the cheer. <laughs> Get yourself together, okay? So you can be loved.
1: Hey, I tell everybody, like, friends and all, like, when a man comes to me and say you want to get married? I say, what are you doing to better you? Mm-hmm. Because you can't offer her nothing if you struggling yourself. And like I said, I still struggle. And with my faith, uh, sometimes it's always challenged when things get tough with, like, you know, you always want to be there for the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. But God always has a way of reminding me that, you know, don't, you don't have to figure it all out, you know? Just let, me, let me work. And sometimes he blows my mind. I'd be like, wow, like, you exceeded my expectations. Sometimes I'd be like, man, God, I need you to bless us to pay the light bill or something. And he'd like, light bill? Man, please. <laughs> I'm about to bless I made these and lights. And
0: these, you know I, mean? I made these lights light bill. Right.
1: <laughs> and I had to realize that I don't have to figure it all out at the time, you know? Cause that was my biggest thing. It's like, I got to have everything checked in the world and know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he sometimes keeps telling me, like, look, man, you look to me for strength, but you do the family. Let me handle it. You just focus on them. And I just I, I, to fall back.
2: I always tell people, one of the reasons why I feel like God has blessed me so much is because we are both too selfless towards each other in our marriage. And like I think I was talking to my mom the other day, and I, um, I was getting ready to go to work. And um, I had packed my lunch bag with, like, one of those TV dinners um, when I got home because I was so tired. And then I ended up cooking, you know, because my energy came out of nowhere. But I had already packed my lunch bag for the day. So I cooked, and then I let my husband eat, and I went to bed. And as I'm laying in the bed, I'm like, oh, I think I really want what I cooked for lunch tomorrow. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, I forgot to put a fork in my lunch bag. And I was like, I'll just do those things in the morning when I get up. And so I got up the next morning to grab my lunch bag to do all these things that I thought about. My husband had already packed my lunch from the dinner that I had cooked instead of the dinner. And uh, he had also put a fork in my pouch with the napkin and everything wrapped up. My, My lunch bag was perfect, ready to go. And I broke down crying right before I walked out the door because it's not the first time he he has done something like that, but it just really resonated with me that morning he is always anticipating what I need, all, all the time. He's always thinking about my needs and I'm always thinking about kids and, and that's just a simple version of it, but it means so much to know that he's always wondering how he can, you know, make his life life easier trying to do the same for him. And I think because we exercise that kind of selflessness towards each other, I really feel like that's why God continues to bless us. Like, I mean, we have stories. <laughs> we have crazy stories. Um People look at us and they're like, oh my God, you guys are so amazing. And, you know, we're like, a, the journey has been very challenging. There are times when we didn't really know how things were going to play out, but we've all, always stayed very uh gracious towards each other. You know, and um, always being selfless, and God has always re- reward rewarded us, you know. Because I feel like God knows He can trust us with His gifts, and so, um, you know, He He just you know continues to bless us It's mind blowing blessings, you know. So we're we're just grateful.
0: And going back to Miss Ava, the gift that you are holding in your arms, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. words of encouragement do you have to the families out there who are? waiting and praying and fasting and sowing and believing for their Ava?
1: Yeah. Man, I say trust God. I know it sounds too big, but just trust God that he'll find a way to everything you want, everything you need at the time he give it to you. And it's tough, man. fertility is very tough. Like, I, I always say every time I meet a woman who's struggling, I'm like, man, I know the feeling. And I'm not even a, a woman, but I I know how hard it is for them because that's something you can't control. No matter, like, you know, no matter if you wanted to, you, like, I can't control when I get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it's hard on families, man. Some people don't even, mm-hmm. they don't make it after, you know, fertility issue because that's the one thing you have you you you, you look for when mm-hmm. you get married. Like, I want to be able to produce a child, you know. Like, I want to be able to be the legacy. Mm-hmm. Some people can't do it. And it's so hard on them, you know.
2: Yes, um, be open, you know, because uh, I felt like I was broken, honestly. Um,
1: Superwoman was broken <laughs> after everything she done did. I feel like that's the one thing she couldn't do. And I'm I,
2: like, I, I felt like, you know, man, you know, like I, I'm broken because I cannot, not, not only do I want this for me, but I also can't give this thing to my husband, and so that's that that's just a, that's a huge thing that plays over in the minds of others and you know um even my sister my sister had a stillborn you know um i i have women who miscarriage after miscarriages um you know doctors telling women that no matter what they just cannot carry a, a child and so my response to that is be open because that's what i had to do i had to accept the fact that I had been married to my husband for going on five years and that, you know, it took five years <laughs> for for us to, and then, you know, we had been dating long before that, but it took five years of marriage before she came into the picture. And when I said the timing, at the time, I mean, could not have been more perfect. Um, so one, his timing is perfect, two, be open to whatever that looks like, because in the we started loving on all the kids that were already in our lives, you know? So our nieces, our nephews, you know, we were just throwing them with love. We were just like, you know what? We don't have any kids yet, but we're going to be the best aunt and uncle we can be. We're going to be the God- best godparents we can be. And so we just h- kind of started focusing on the kids that were already in our lives. And we started to demonstrate our love towards them. And I think God, you know, he, he rewarded us for it with her, But also be open to whatever that looks like. Maybe God rewards you with adoption or, um, you know, uh, someone else in the family. Or even if you are God's parent, maybe he'll open up an opportunity for you to play more of a parent role in, in their lives, you know. So whatever that healing is, I believe God has a way of knowing what we need and being able to fulfill that.
0: In my conversation with Talia and Dwayne, I learned that sometimes you have to grow apart in order to grow stronger together. And for the first time in my life, growing apart isn't a bad thing. It means that you put your relationship with God above all. And when you put God first, he's going to honor everything that you've put before him. My prayer for everyone listening to this right now is that God takes you even deeper deeper. I pray that God pulls you so close to him that whoever comes to find you has to go through him first. You deserve to be loved madly, deeply, and unconditionally. Know that you deserve that kind of love. Be sure to follow us at The Purpose Producer on all social media platforms. And as always, thank you for being a light on my path to purpose. We'll